At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Public Access America. We had a great opportunity to continue our series, Inspirations Beyond Disabilities. And today, we are going to sit down and talk with Sadie Taylor. You're going to want to know Sadie because she goes well beyond advocacy, complaining, honesty, and it's amazing. What I have learned just in the past 12 hours while researching her blew away my conversation that I had planned and that the questions that I had sent her. So um, this is going to be interesting. I don't know what's going to happen, but Sadie is the one I want to talk to. You can go ahead and follow her on TikTok at Sadie.TheBlindLady. I'm excited to have her here. You can find us on Facebook. Our live stream is Thursdays, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. You can find some great content of ours on Instagram at Public Access America, as well as YouTube. And you can even find us on Twitter at Public Access Pod. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this conversation. I don't even know what's going to happen. I'm recording this while I'm waiting for Sadie to join. So we'll be right back, but check out this theme song. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. Because that is how it works. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. The problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition. Once you are willing to stand up for yourself. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people. Once you recognize what your rights are. And each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people. This is the beginning. It is not the finale. And that's why we're here. And that's why we rally. And you can change the entire population of the world. Eight billion people. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. forever. We've got to be that something that Arnold Tornby, the historian, refers to as a... You're wrong. Once you are willing to stand up for yourself, then others will show up. Also, what about no children dying? That's kind of nice. Kind of nice. Liberation. It's an internal. But their children were saved. And their children's children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere and anyone can do it. Adam, guess what? Yes. We're recording. Ryan. Ryan, guess what? (laughs) What? We are in effect. (laughs) So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome. To public access. This is my second uh, podcast I've, I'm going to be doing, so hopefully I've improved my speaking a little bit. You're going to become a master. 
I was so not prepared the first time. So just the cut, just what you're addressing on TikTok is just, it's really amazing and new to me because, you know, I think as blind people, we're all segregated into these little pockets, but then TikTok is just, it's bringing me more blind content and yours is just amazing. The things that you talk about, I mean, socially are important, but what I wanted, really wanted to start with just to get a conversation flowing so I could hit record and have it sound like a natural conversation is tell me about your cane because it's special. My cane? Yeah, your cane. I just watched these videos. You have blue lights on your cane. Yeah, so. I love um, it. Tell me about it. It's basically just a, you know, a basic Ambutech highlights cane. It's, it's, you know, it's mostly white. It's got a ball tip. It's got a pink handle. It's kind of fun, kind of girly. But I was always like, I always, I want lights on my cane. And Ambutech makes a cane light, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's like an actual functional, like flashlight. And I, that, that doesn't really serve me any use. So. Um, I want like, I wanted actual like fairy lights or Christmas lights. And I have a friend and was, and they were like, you know, they sell those at the craft store, like just go get some. And I'm like, really? And I, they took me there and I didn't realize how cheap they were like five bucks for a little battery operated, uh, um, four foot set of fairy lights. Sure. And it came with the battery and a little button. And I just kind of used some clear packaging tape and, and wrapped it around my cane. That's so cool. Probably not the most waterproof thing, but I don't, I just did it anyway. So (laughs) (laughs) I like that. So we're uh, welcome to public access America, by the way, we're here with uh, Sadie. Is it Sadie Taylor? Yeah. All right. Sadie Taylor or, you know, slim, slim Sadie. I'm trying to move away from that name. I I, I switched all my social media names to Sadie, the blind lady, because uh, everybody's too happy these days. And I don't want to get sued for being too close to slim shady. So. (laughs) Well, okay. Then, then we can find you on TikTok. (laughs) It's Sadie dot the blind lady, (laughs) (laughs) which is amazing. And I suggest everybody really does that because you're, you're just, you're just bringing these things to my attention. And now suddenly I'm going on and I'm complaining to people because I expect things to be different too. So yeah. let's start, let's start easy. Like, where are you from? I am from Oregon. Uh, I'm from the Portland Metro area. I don't want to give, you know, too many details no. about where I live, but well, mm-hmm. I'll just say I live in Beaverton. I mean, it's obvious from some of my videos. I live in Beaverton. Um, it's kind of a suburb, sub- suburban area, um, n- kind of like a city, but not really. Um, Everything's pretty chill over here, honestly, uh, especially during okay. the pandemic. It's like we're in our own little world and it's kind of nice. So is this somewhere that where you know everybody and everybody knows you? Not really. I mean, it's a pretty big area, so there's a lot okay. of people still. But I mean, I do go to work every day still. I don't get to work from home. So I just kind of like have my own little like immediate circle of coworkers and, and you know, roommates and and people at businesses that I regularly go to and it's just kind of nice you know i mean we all are obviously social distancing and wearing our masks and following protocol but it's just a really it's everyone's still really positive which is nice i like that but it, it's easy for you to navigate your routes oh yeah everything. yeah i mean i grew up in this area and I, this is where i've had all my mobility lessons so fortunately hmm. uh, that helps um i've been in other areas where it's definitely not as easy okay i like that and then um yeah, how are you handling the pandemic as somebody that needs assistance from time to time? How are you finding the general public um, working with you on that? <laughs> you know, it's it's 
it's kind of up and down, I'll be honest, especially at the beginning, you know, when everybody was freaking out initially in March, like I, I, I couldn't even get groceries because I go to the grocery store and like, there's just no one available to help me because everyone's right. freaking out. And like, like people, you know, if they think it, they have it bad, like imagine not being able to get your groceries, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, but now it's not too bad. Um, like I said, I do go to work every day. I work five days a week and I work at a spa. Um, so I can't work from home. I have to go there every day. Okay. Uh, that's helped me keep a sense of normalcy and it just doesn't even feel like the pandemic is happening other than I have to do a lot of extra cleaning and wear a mask, you know, but like, sure. I don't know, life just feels pretty normal to me other than, huh? you know, this TikTok adventure that I've started. That is pretty cool. But just on the grocery issue, because I like to get little clips so I can send them out to the companies that we're talking about. Like, I don't think people cited people understand that we were using grocery services before the pandemic and they overloaded the system. And now yeah. it seems like I'm waiting forever to get my groceries and I don't get all my groceries and I'm paying a higher price for it. And DoorDash is just terrible. Although I will say they added Walgreens and CVS, which has really changed my walks, you know? <laughs> okay. I just wanted to add that in because I just like I think companies need to understand that we're using them. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know, and it's it's hard. Like like I was explaining, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, it's like not only could I not get um, order Instacart or things like that because everyone else was trying to do it, mm -hmm. but I also couldn't even go to the grocery store and get my groceries because it's like I go to customer service and there's physically no employees to help me because everyone's freaking freaking out employees and you know customers and it's just a chaotic mess and i can't even get groceries because i can't find them right and you would think with like the arrows and everything leading people it would help us because they're they're now walking around in an organized fashion but they're not yeah. <laughs> i mean it's definitely better now i'll be honest like i can go to the store and get you know a, a personal shopper is what we call them you know right uh, someone to just help I usually have a list and they just help me go around and get what I need. Um, for bigger lists, I, I do like to bring someone I know, but if I just need to get like, you know, a few things, maybe like $50 worth or so, like sure. I'll just have a list and I'll just go. Okay. I like that. It makes me happy. I'm learning so much in this process. Yeah. So I had down here, I wanted to, I have this question because you did a podcast earlier and I, I listened to that and you you had mentioned microscopic holes and so I really wanted to know like when you were diagnosed and how you were diagnosed but then I watched your TikToks and I realized there is a whole different story to this and so can you just explain what what you're dealing with and how it started and all of that fun stuff yeah so I have uh, I actually have optic nerve hypoplasia uh, in both eyes um, and recently I've learned that it actually affects like the whole body, like the endocrine system and stuff. So I'm having to deal with medical issues related to that, trying to get into specialists and stuff. But anyways, this all started at birth. Um, they figured it out when I was a few months old because I wasn't like developing like normal babies. I wasn't looking at things, wasn't reaching for things, you know, looking at people, things right. like that. Um, smiling at people, you know, things that normal babies do. Mm. So, you know, I was taken in and diagnosed at three months old. Um, I, I'm totally blind out of my right eye. I always have been no light perception at all. Uh, and then my left eye is, I have no central vision. Um, okay. I have like microscopic holes in my vision and I have some peripheral vision, but it's very, very limited. Okay. 
I also I have a detached retina in my right eye and then macular degeneration in the left eye. So I have more peripheral than straight on. And it's so weird to, when lights disappear. I'll look something yeah. straight on and I can't see it anymore. So, well, yeah. And it's hard to explain to people sometimes. It's like, you know, they're like, oh, you can't see that. And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, didn't you see it the other day? And that's it's hard to explain to people. Like, just because I saw it once doesn't mean that I'll see it again or that I'll see it every time. Right. Um, yeah. And then there's the other thing. We get to be human and not pay attention to every single thing that comes by. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I get that. So, I'm just going to ask you, do you remember when that affected your life? Because you've had it since um, birth, but at some point, yeah. at some point it affected you. And I know that you mentioned that you took that on a different way than most people would. So I really want people to hear that. Yeah. Um, so it's affected me probably my whole life, honestly. You know, I didn't get to have a lot of experiences that other kids did. I didn't get to be included in a lot of ex extracurriculars. Um, just because the moderators of those activities didn't know how to or didn't want to work with a blind student. Mm -hmm. um, and people are like, oh, but the ADA. Okay, yeah, but the ADA is not enforced, unfortunately. Right. Um, and so these things still happen. And even up until I was in the college and trying to take art classes, I'd still get discriminated against and have teachers literally tell me to drop their class. Um, but anyways, um, mental health wise, it, it's definitely affected me. I had a lot of behavioral issues growing up in school sure. I would kind of melt down in class because of frustration because I didn't understand things mm -hmm. largely largely due to the fact that I couldn't see what was going on sure. um I it was just it was hard socially um because it's like I felt normal but other people didn't see me as normal exactly um, and uh and then you know getting into my teens I started getting really depressed and, and harming myself and internalizing a lot of that mm. Um, and I ended up actually being taken out of school and put in residential psychiatric care for several years. Right. Oh, I'm really sorry about that. And there, there is no normal. Nobody's normal. So I don't get why blind people have to be abnormal. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. It's just like, you know, I felt like, like I always wanted to go do things with my friends or with, you know, people at school. But I often would not get invited for whatever reason. And I just... I was one of those people that kind of just kind of floated around from social circle to social circle because I just didn't really fit in anywhere. Yeah, me too. Okay. And did you ever, did you ever get a chance to have somebody trusted outside your family, a friend that you could count on? I mean, growing up, I had a best friend like throughout school, you know, but when I went into treatment, I kind of like separated, they kind of lost all my friends and I don't really blame any of them. I mean, it sucks. But I mean, like I was literally just gone for like several years. Like nobody could contact me. Nobody could see me. Like I might as well have been dead at that point right. for all they knew. Cause like nobody knew anything. Okay. And how did you, how did you get through that time? The, the time in treatment? Yeah. I mean, how, what strength did you have to pull from to, you know, to get through that? That's, that's gotta be an amazingly tough thing for a kid. You know, it was hard. Um, I'll be honest, um, not just because I was visually impaired, but just because those places are not really, I don't, I don't think they're really all that beneficial, unfortunately. Right. Um, you know, I, they were really toxic, you know, really chaotic environments. It was a really difficult place to mentally heal and get therapy. Unfortunately, uh, it was actually quite dangerous at times. Um, 
I did go through a phase I think I mentioned in the other podcast where I would try to like poke my own eyes out because I just hated life and I hated seeing and I hated the headaches and I hated the frustration okay no offense that's where I stopped listening because I felt that pain I immediately felt that pain and had to stop and with a lot of your content I really I empathize and I feel the pain that you're going through so so let's let's get positive now who's your support system now so probably my main support system is um, honestly my coworkers, my therapist, and uh, my grandma. Um, nice. Okay. And what kind so. of what kind of stuff does does your grandma do for you? You know, my grandma doesn't live super close by, but we talk on the phone all the time. Um, okay. She helps me out. You know, not only emotionally, but um, you know, financially at times when I come up a little bit short for rent or something like that. Sure. Um, you know, she, she's just always been a really good support. I tell my grandma everything, like all the, all the kinds of shit that you tell your best friend. Sorry. I don't mean to swear, but nope, you're um, fine. Nope. Swearing, <clears throat> swearing. Is but yeah, my grandma, my grandma is like my best friend. I tell her everything. Okay. And so she gets something out of it too. That's always my point. I like to, uh, we, I, I have a trusted circle and sometimes I forget that they, they want to help me just as much as I want to be helped, but my pride gets in the yeah. way sometimes. So it's nice for people to know that there is, there, there's still, we offer a lot more than people think, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like I, I was, you know, my, my grandma, um, I'm the daughter of my grandma's first son, basically. So I'm the first granddaughter, you know, so I have a special relationship with my mm-hmm. grandma. She tells me a lot of stuff too. It's mutual. Because I think I'm a pretty trustworthy person, you know, people, um, it seems like people in general throughout my life have felt comfortable sharing things with me. So I was talking about that on the last podcast with uh, Kate Wackerman about how we've been through a struggle and, and so we're less judgmental about other people's struggles. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think that's so interesting. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I think I, I do actually. That's so awesome. And is that the same with your coworkers and stuff? Yeah. I, and I think it's mutual. Um, you know, I, if they're going through a hard time, like I don't really judge them very harsh, harshly. I get it, you know, but yeah. if I'm going through a hard time, I beat myself up like you wouldn't believe, but they're looking at me like, what are you doing? Like, chill out, like eat a mint, like drink some water. <laughs> drink some water is always my first philosophy. Right. And so, so now you're on this journey and you're massage therapy, birds, crystals, and, and you're sharing all of this on TikTok, right? So that's yeah. really, that's really exciting. Let's talk about massage therapy. How did you get into that? Um, honestly, like it's kind of sad the way I got into it. So I was 20, 23, 24, and I hadn't been able to get a job just due to the fact that it's hard to get a job when you're blind. If you don't have like a special skill set, like people don't like take an interest or a second look. Right. Um, so I decided to go to massage school basically because I thought I had no skills and I was like, well, they're blind people do it. Why not? Mm. And not just that, but also my great grandpa, before he passed away, he actually left aside some money for me to get, to get some schooling or get some education because he knew getting a job would be difficult for me because of my disability. Yeah. So um, it was enough money to go to massage school. So I'm like, why not? Um, I ended up going to massage school in the kind of Seattle area. I moved up there because I thought it would be fun to get away, you know, to go to school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
And uh, I finished school. It was rough. I went through some hard times. I actually ended up living in an extended stay hotel towards the end, but I graduated massage school and I got my massage license and I've been successfully working. Congratulations. Thank you. That is really cool. You did what it took to get where you needed to be. Yeah. My love. I, you know, I had some help along the way because I had some hiccups, but, you know, I got through it. And I think, you know, even people that can see need help. So, yeah. And it feels good to help people, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I never even thought about massage therapy, but you can really feel the stress. You can feel the energy in the room. So that's really nice. You know what I mean? That's really yeah. nice that you found that, that you thought of that, that you oh, yeah. worked so hard for it. I mean, there are minor things that kind of frustrate me, like, you know, just, but think nothing like nothing that's a big deal. Like, for example, if a client upgrades and wants aromatherapy mm. and they want a specific smell, I'm like, hey, can you read the bottles and tell me what smell and pick out the smell you want? Because I can't right. see the bottles. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? Most people don't mind. They Once they realize it's because I can't see, they're usually pretty happy to just help. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think people go one of two ways. They're either excited for the opportunity to learn about somebody with a vision issue or they don't yeah. want, they think we're contagious and they don't want to be near us. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure it does go both ways. But in my experience as a massage therapist, I, I luckily I haven't had anybody think that I was contagious. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I mean, in the, you know, in other aspects of my life, like out in the community, I've had people act like that. Yeah the bias and stuff. And you were, you mentioned, I just commented on one of your TikToks today that we should talk about that stuff because you had this whole thing about things you should know about blind people. You know, we can hear you when you're walking by and you know, all yeah. that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I want to know about the birds because you have birds and I think that's so cool. I mean, you're in Oregon and you're spiritual, you're a massage therapist and you have birds. I mean, this is really amazing. Yeah, um, so I, I've always loved birds from a young age. Um, actually, starting when I was four years old, I lived with my dad, and, and my dad had a roommate with a blue and gold macaw, and that bird was evil, and he would swear at me and try to eat my food and chase me, but um, I still grew up to love birds, and I've had um, grand like great-grandparents who have owned small and large birds, um, and I just grew to love them, and I always knew I wanted them as an adult, I've had them throughout my childhood, small birds, but I always knew I wanted a cockatoo. And I mm. do have a cockatoo now. Her name is Della. Hey, Della. I'll say it very quiet. Della, Della is my great, great grandma's name. Uh, grandma Della passed away, um, which is why I named my bird after her, because Grandma Della loved birds. Um, Della, I found her on Craigslist. I, I had coworkers that knew I wanted a cockatoo. I had a cage ready and everything, and they found one and sent me a link and it's funny because they were actually located two hours away. And I said, look, I have, you know, I can't see, I'm not able to come pick her up. And they're like, oh, we can deliver her. And I was like, that sounds like kind of sus, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, the next morning rolls, rolls by and they actually show up. And so we pay them the money and now I have this cockatoo and she is a lot more plucked and has more feather damage than they led me to believe. Mm. But you know what? I love her anyways. And I don't care because I basically, before I got her, I basically just like begged the universe. I said, please, you know, I just want a sweet cockatoo. I don't care if she's funny looking or needs some help. Like I just want a nice bird that'll let me hold her. And that's what I got. That's great. <laughs> and what does that mean? I plucked. So 
cockatoos, um, I think parrots, but cockatoos especially can have emotional problems because a lot of people don't care for them properly and they can actually start to self-mutilate, like pull out their own feathers and chew on themselves because they get like depressed and anxious okay. and stressed out. Of course, Mandela. of course they do. They need to be treated with respect, just like any other yeah. living creature. You know, and unfortunately her, uh, like she, her, her entire belly is bald. She's got a bald little belly and those feathers. Uh-huh. I've taken her to the vet. They're never going to come back. The The follicles are damaged at this point. So, Okay. And then we got to give a shout out to, you have another bird, right? Yes, I have another small bird. She's a cockatiel. Um, her name is Bonsai. She's yeah. very sweet. She's got a little, you know, her, her crest, the little feathers on top of her head are bright yellow, mm. just for a little description. I love that. And she, she's very sweet. She's very sassy. I actually got her when she was about eight weeks old. So I've had her for her entire life, pretty much. That's beautiful. And they, they've bonded with you, obviously. Yes. Mm, 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 I like that. And so let's move on. Why, what made you begin creating on TikTok like you are? I've always known I wanted to create some kind of media. I, I definitely want to create music someday. Okay. Um, but I thought I always thought it would be cool to create videos, too. Um, I never I never did YouTube because I don't have the time, patience, energy or support really to make uh, videos for YouTube since they seem to favor videos that are 10 minutes or longer. Okay. Um, and I don't have a lot of help as it is. And so, I mean, even just making the short TikTok TikToks can be frustrating for me. Oh, me too. Yes. So that's why, that's why, um, when we, when we went into the shutdown in March and the spa was closed and I was stuck at home collecting unemployment, I was so bored. Um, and I just thought like, you know, everyone's on TikTok. And I wasn't really with it. I was really resistant. I've been resistant to a lot of the social media platforms, just not my thing. But I was like, you know, I'm just not the kind of person that likes to sit on the sidelines of life. I like to be the main character. I like to make change. So I was like, okay, what if I figure this out and start doing TikTok? I started posting some fun videos, not related to blindness, but I wasn't really getting any traction. And so Mm -hmm. I joined like a TikTok, like, you know, like influencer growth group on Facebook to get some tips. And people were like, people are like, you got to create a niche. And I'm like, okay, cool. But I'm not good at anything. I don't have any like special talents. I'm just your ordinary person, you know? Mm -hmm, Right. And they were like, well, just do videos about your, about blindness. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Like that's like, people are going to think I'm trying to like, you know, get famous off being blind. And and they're like, just, just do it. Like, just give it a try, you know, just like, you know, be educational and all that. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I started making some videos about blindness. Um, my first ones, honestly, were just me dancing with my cane, being funny, and they kind of <laughs> took off. So I kept doing it and started doing educational ones. And it just, I started having fun with it. And, you know, sometimes I would kind of snap back to some of the hateful comments. And I try not to make a habit of that, but uh, I don't yeah. know, I'm kind of sassy. So I feel like it's, it's part of my persona almost. So I do sure. like to have the occasional video where I let them have it, but. Well, that's what it's like being out there. And sometimes you take a bullet, but you, you do it, you do it with fun and sarcasm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I so, try. Yeah. I mean, you get good and bad response for me personally. I'm, I'm really excited. It's like, you've started now. I want people to know more about me and, and, yeah. and I want to know, how do you, how do you tag your videos? How do you get the attention that way? How can people um, find you and your content? I, what I usually do is, you know, I had, 
it's it's a few things let me explain so not only is it just based on the quality of your content in general and the way you set up your profile but it's also part of um partly how you title your video and the hashtags that you use Mm. um it's important to have good lighting in the video there are certain things that the algorithm favors um good lighting i think is one of them It it does favor it does like videos with text um multiple scenes rather than just one like constant shot one constant like recording if that makes oh, sense like, so doing like multiple movement. shots right movement yeah movement on scene whether it's the camera or you movement seems to help um there are different things that influence it um okay. having you want to make sure that the first few hundred people that see that video like the video right. so you want to catch their attention within the first five seconds of the video and that's something i've had to kind of learn how to do Okay. That is so amazing. You can do anything you want when we put our minds to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you got, you had a great tripod, by the way, right? You had a Yeah, great... I do. Okay. Um, I, 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 it's funny. The first tripod I bought was a piece of crap. Um, mm. I went out to make a video with it um, and it broke. And it's funny because I still ended up making the video that day and it went viral. So, <laughs> um, but anyways, um, I, had to get my money back for that cheap tripod and I couldn't even get it back in the box because the screws fell out and I lost them in the dirt. So I went online and I ended up finding the tripod that I have now. It was a lot more expensive. It was like 70 bucks, but, or maybe it was more than that. I don't know. But anyways, worth it. I, I bought that one and it was, it was so, it was so worth it. I use it more than anything. It's, it's my buddy. I love it. That's I just so put googly cool. eyes on it, honestly. I mean, I learned so much about you just from your TikToks. Now I know the equipment you use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard too because people are like, how do you get the angles correct? Because I actually can't see myself when I'm setting that up. I have to record it and then go back and like zoom in and see if I'm in frame and it's kind of hmm. a pain. Um, but I honestly, like I've just over the years and even back like before smartphones, I guess I've just taken so many selfies or, you know, tried to take pictures of myself so many times that I've just had a lot of practice. I've had a lot of family and friends be like, oh, you got to move to the left or you got to move to the right. So I've just kind of gotten the angles down. Muscle memory. I'm really good at it. I can, you know, I have a little bit of vision, um, but I tested myself out to see if I was cheating or not. And I did it with the screen curtain on and I, it's, I still take good pictures. So nice. That's really cool. So here's another question for you. Is there anything that you would like to say to people that are sighted so that, that they can understand? Is there anything you hope they could under, take away from this and understand visual disabilities better as well as you? Um, I just, you know, wish they would understand that. Um, I think like we were talking earlier, it's not a all or nothing thing. It's not necessarily, people aren't totally blind or totally sighted. There's a lot of in between, you know, even though somebody saw something once doesn't mean they'll see it again. Uh, You know, there's so many different variables that can affect one's vision. So many internal variables and, and, uh, you know, variables related to your surroundings. And people just don't realize that. That's true. You know, like I, like people are like, oh, well, you have vision, so you're visually impaired. I, you know, I never said that I didn't have any vision, but mm-hmm. I honestly relate more with my blind friends and in, in the way that my life is played out and the skills that I have had to learn. 
you know, like just because, excuse me, just because I have a little bit of vision doesn't mean I haven't had to learn how to do things a totally blind way. Right. You had mentioned that, that people say you're not blind and trying to explain what legally blind is to people is just, it seems like, uh, you know, almost like a suffix that doesn't fit. Yeah. For example, you know, with the whole issue that I had with Lyft, people, I've had, mm-hmm. I even had people saying that, that, oh, well, well, you know, they, they probably thought you were joking because you didn't specify that you were legally blind. I'm like, do you make people say that they're like legally in a wheelchair? They're legally deaf? Like, come on. Right. Yeah. Get, get out of here. I have a friend. I don't call him legally fat, but I also don't make Run. him walk 10 miles, <laughs> a, 10 miles a day with right. him now. Right. So. So yeah, let's get into that because that's what I, that's why I reached out to you because man, I almost cried because this happened to me at an airport with like a phone on 5%. It's happened to me at Walgreens where the sun is so bright. I can't read my phone. And so, man, I really felt for you. And I love that you did a follow-up story a follow-up TikTok, by the way, to explain that everything did work out thanks to people. Yeah. But what happened? Tell me what happened. So, um, you know, I had gone out to do some uh, shopping. Um, I just needed some new clothes and all that, but that doesn't matter. Just running typical errands. And at the end, I got really thirsty and really drained. Uh, That's part of my eye condition. It can also affect like my energy levels and hormones and blood sugar and all that. So anyways, I went to Starbucks. I didn't want to spend the money, but I decided to go get uh, a chai tea anyways. So I got my tea and while I was in there, um, I ordered a lift ride back home because I, I, I mean, I, I do take the bus sometimes, but I actually hurt my back a couple weeks ago. So I was just going to take a lift home. Um, so anyways, uh, I got my drink and I went out in front of Starbucks and this is like a very like easy to find area. It's very open. The cars can drive right, you know, right up to the basically Mm-hmm. the front air, the front walkway where all the stores are um so I'm waiting out there and it says my driver has arrived and I don't I don't know where he is I don't hear anybody calling my name I don't hear any cars stopping in front of me or anything and there's cars everywhere so it's not like even if I knew the color like what am I supposed to do walk up to every car in the parking lot exactly. so I call the guy I call the guy and I'm like hey look I, I you know I'm blind I'm standing out in front of Starbucks here with my white cane can you just pull up and you know find me or let me know you're here uh-huh. and he's like okay okay I'll, okay I'll do that you know he agrees and so I hang up the call and like I'm like I'm not finding him. I'm so if he's here, where is he? You know, because I don't hear anybody calling my name or anything. So I called him back and I explained the situation again, basically repeated exactly what I said. I'm like, look, I'm right here in front of Starbucks. I got a white cane. I like repeated myself. I'm like, I got my shopping bag, you know, like, um, and I was getting a little frustrated at this point because I kind of like felt that it was going to happen. Um, I felt that he was going to leave me. And then anyways, so I hung, he said, okay, I'll come find you. And then he hangs up. And I, I, like I said, I had the suspicion. So I sent him a text message in the app and he responded, okay. And, um, and then I screenshotted it hmm. and then basically he just left. It just, I, I, I can't tell if he can't like why he canceled or whatever. It doesn't tell me that I don't know, but he was just gone and it did not direct me to another driver. Right. It was just, he just left. And I was so upset. Like, honestly, I, you know, people say I overreacted, but like, that's, there's no, I, it wasn't, it wasn't hard to find. There was no excuse. It was broad daylight. I had a cane. Like I was right there out in the open. There's not even cars parked in front of me. I know because I'm familiar with this area and it was just so hurtful. 
I honestly like had a meltdown right there. I just kind of threw my drink on the ground, threw everything on the ground and sat there and just cried because it hurt. It hurt so much. Yeah. And it ha- it happens more often than people think. And that day, considering the pain I was in and how cold it was outside, it just really hurt me to the core. Yeah. And people have to understand it's not like you get a notification when they cancel. It's just you're standing there waiting for a ride that isn't coming. Yeah. You, you know, and it's like, yeah. It's not like he it's not like he canceled on the way here like something else came up. It said he arrived. Right. I literally got the notification that he was here. And because um also another thing that I didn't add in the video that happened was when I was on the phone with him saying I was in front of Starbucks, he said that he was parked in front of Starbucks. It's like, "Okay, cool, but I can't see you." So. Yeah, I'm standing right here if you're <clears> right there. And you know, that's another thing, you know, I got I got a um, lot of hateful comments and a lot of um, people bullying me in the comments of that video just because I didn't specify every single little detail of what happened because I was in an emotional state. Like, come on, guys, this is TikTok, not not a court of law. Get get out of here. Get over yourself. Exactly. I totally understand. So you use you use Lyft on your phone, right? Is it is yeah. it voice voice command? Do you use an Apple that way? Um, it's. I mean, it works with voiceover, not necessarily the map, but right. Like on, on my phone, I say, Siri, get me a ride home. You know what I mean? Or yeah, I, I, say, I haven't set it up to do that. I'm kind of, I'm sorry. I'm honestly a little bit behind with the technology thing. Okay. I get, um, I have people giving me tips all the time because I'm just not with it. Yeah, I'm trying to get tips too. This is new being, um, being proud to be blind. Usually I'm trying to do my best to look normal in public and so now i'm just learning i just got this app seeing ai and it reads things on the i love that app yeah me too now i know which which nasal spray i'm buying so it's fantastic to me (laughs) 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 but so it's it's hard when you i i i got stood up twice at the airport and it never told me they canceled but they just canceled and then suddenly i'm just stranded on an island and it's really hard to see my phone. And so, and it's hard to get another ride if you don't know that he canceled. And so would he, have you ever put any thought into what Lyft and Uber could do? Cause I like to end on positives. You know, there's a problem. Is there yeah. a solution? Is do you, have you ever thought of anything that might help that we you could know, talk to them about? I, it's hard to say, cause unfortunately I feel like there's not a lot that can be done until um, there's actual like real penalties for people discriminating against people with disabilities. And it's frustrating because, you know, if, if people commit acts of like racism or, or homophobia, you know, they lose their, they, they lose everything, it seems like, you know, but people get away with ableism and, and doing horrible things to people with disabilities all the time. And they don't get any, they just get a slap on the wrist. Yeah. I looked up the Uber, um, policies on this and there is no policies for blind individuals they have a program um, vehicles with wheelchair accessible vehicles and they're really proud of that but they don't yeah. have any there's no penalties or there's yeah like you said there's no penalty for a driver that does that and there's no yeah. recourse there's no you know, recourse for us at that point you know what i yeah, mean yeah and it's frustrating because it's not like there's no like feature to report a driver for discriminating against you. And it's hard to do that anyways, because if they cancel, right. they just don't show up in your history. But I did want to touch on something 
Um, a mm-hmm. lot of people, a lot of people ask like, oh, well, isn't there, isn't there an option on Lyft or Uber to say it's like mark that you're visually impaired in your profile or have it automatically send that to your driver? And right. I, first of all, no, there's not. And I do not think there should be because it's not that driver's business what my medical information is because uh, right. what I require is reasonable accommodation. And honestly, it's none of their business until they show up to get me. Right. And honestly, like it makes me uncomfortable that people would want me to disclose my disability to random people because like what if they're not what if they have bad intentions you know like what if what if someone's like oh look a blind girl and they get their creepy friend to come get to come pick me up you know like no I'm not I'm not down for that I'm not down with that either I I want to be treated just like everybody else's I shouldn't and that's part of my issue is I don't feel like I should have to train people at work but I'm willing to um, help my friends learn about me and right. that's, that's something new. I'm losing my pride when it comes to my trusted circle, but right. I'm getting really frustrated at doctor's offices and restaurants and grocery stores. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was actually at a store uh, business recently and um, uh, an employee was working with the lady helping me, like the cashier helping me. And uh-huh. she told her, she's like, okay, you know, when you hand her, her, when you hand her the ID back, make sure that you put it in front of her and tell you where tell her where you put it she also said when you give her the change back to make sure you count it and hand it to her individually and I like almost cried and I was like can you know I I was like it's so simple you know but like most retail employees just don't get it or they don't want And another thing is they also she also told that employee to hand me the receipt separately which people don't get like I don't want to put the receipt in with my money and then I'm scrambling to get out of the line trying to organize myself so that I'll be able to find it later Right, because it's slightly embarrassing. And there's these easy, easy things. At the doctor's office, the nurse always says, well, can I fill out this form? And I say, well, they'll fill it out in the office for me. Well, can't your friend do it? Well, he's a driver. He drove right. me. He's nothing more than a driver to me. When it comes to you, he might be my best friend. But that doesn't mean I want to tell him there's problems going on with every issue of my body. You know what I mean? Right. You know, I've had that issue. I mean, I even went to... <laughs> I even went to the ophthalmologist recently and they're like, Oh, do you have anybody to help you with the paperwork? Uh, no, I showed up alone. Didn't I? Right. I have my, like, I have my full on white cane with Christmas lights standing there, like having to have them point at all, you know, where I need to sign. Like, no, I don't have help. I need your help. <laughs> Please help me. Cause it's honestly like, it's, if I do it myself, like maybe I could use technology and figure it out, but mm-hmm. it's probably going to take me longer than the actual appointment. Right. That's what I tell people, by the way, is that, yes, I can do it. And it takes me two hours to do what you can do in two minutes. And so sometimes Mm -hmm. if you're around and you say, do you need help with something? Yeah, here, here's a Mm -hmm. random task that'll take me two hours, but it'll take you two minutes. Right. (laughs) And you mentioned something about your friend shared you a link from marketplace, you know, and I just had a friend on a side note. I just say that again. Sorry. I said it was Craigslist, but Craigslist, right, right. And I had a friend, I'm looking for something and he sent me about 10 links in a row. And I, and I, I took a moment and I said, thank you. Can we pause there? Because I'll, I'll look at it in a little bit, but that's a lot of reading for me. And he was like, yeah, no problem. I'm sorry. And I was like, nope, don't be sorry. Just understand what's going to happen because of what you did, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I feel that actually, because I have some friends that will kind of blow up my phone with links and just random stuff. And I'm like, whoa, dude, I got to set a boundary. Like, I don't mean to be rude, but it's this is kind of overwhelming to me. Yeah. 
Yes, right. We we had, it takes time. It takes time for this stuff. So I really appreciate that. And I think that's um something that we could let sighted know, sighted people know. Please don't overwhelm us with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> On the other hand, there is websites and stuff that I can just highlight and then hit speak and listen. So. Oh, for sure. And I can, you know, like I said, I have voiceover as well. But, you know, sometimes even using voiceover can be kind of frustrating. Like, yeah. you know, because you can't just tap on things. You got to double click and swipe and it gets old. Mm -hmm. Not going to lie. Yeah. And plus, while I, while it's reading to me, I'm doing I'm doing other things. Now I'm unfocused. right. And, you know, like people assume that, you know, people that our environment is always quiet. Like, I'm sorry, it's not. I have birds. It's not always quiet. Yeah. Yeah. No. And for, the truth is, is, there's so many mufflers around me. It's driving me insane. I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> so on, a, on, on something that was important that I think I wasn't going to discuss, but it just came up today. Pete Buttigieg was named transportation director and uh, Joe Biden gave a speech and Pete gave a speech and I was listening for just one word and it was dis disability because to us transportation, I think is, is huge. And they were talking about transportation in the form of racial equity. And it really bugged me and I, I wanted to say no offense to the BLM movement but I think transportation is more of our issue and we're willing yeah. to stand with you but stand with us on this and and they didn't mention dis disabilities at all in a transportation discussion that was so frustrating mm -hmm. to me and I just you know, wanted to get that on the record <laughs> that really frustrates me too you know and I don't want you know people to get the wrong impression like I'm not like I like I don't support people of color or something like that but I mean like I don't know how many people of color just have people just turn around and leave them because they're you know they have darker skin like people yeah. literally show up and just leave when they find out I'm blind Right. That's the thing. And I'm sure taxis used to do that in those communities. And I'm not taking away. Oh, yeah, from that. I don't doubt that. But you know, the thing is, is that disabled people were minorities too. I mean, some yes. of us, some of us are black and Asian and tall and yes. short and fat. You know, and that's and, something. Sorry. No, that's ahead. something I wanted to touch on. You know, it's frustrating because some people you know, they, they're so comfortable and so willingly supportive of which, you know, they should be supporting of minorities, like people of color and the LGBT community and, you know, mm -hmm. people of certain, you know, religious groups, you know, all that, but, um, they are quick to just kind of shit on people with disabilities. And the yeah. thing is, is for example, you might never, you might never be black in your life. You might never be gay in your life. Uh, you might never be transgender in your life, but you always have the potential to become disabled in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And I would take that a step further and say, kind of in the scheme of autism, if you were to expand the spectrum of what a disability is, more people would realize they are just working and disabled. They just have limitations in their mind or limitations in their grasp of the world you know what i mean yeah so i think they've defined disability in a certain way that excludes a certain amount of people that make them uncomfortable and i'm really sad about that it, yeah it's it's unfortunate there's a lot of i feel like there's a lot of gatekeeping in the in the uh, the disability community hmm. i don't even I know where the disability community <laughs> is 
where it's all over the world (laughs) you know it's just like i mean like as a collective like there's a lot of gatekeeping yeah Hmm. that's interesting you caught me off guard with that i'm having a hard time like finding any sort of groups that way you know what i mean like there is no coalition we're just in these in these different camps doing fighting for those causes but not really for disability and i think we need to start talking more about that because lift you can't do that to people uber yeah there should be a penalty for that you know i'm sorry doordash you could give me a discount because i'm blind and i depend on you you know walmart right. you could give me free delivery you don't have to make 14.99 a month off of me you know <laughs> right you know there's, and there's no policies like- that way It's like, I don't expect, you know, to get the discounts, you know, left and right for being blind, but at the same time, like a lot of other minorities get discounts for things. A lot of other groups, you know, so like demographic, a lot of other demographics, you know, get discounts. Mm -hmm. Like why, why can't we, you know, get a little break on certain things? Because if society is not going to fight for us to have equal employment, why are they making us pay the same amount or even more sometimes? it's it's more expensive to be disabled did you say that did you say that in one of your tiktoks because i I did you know i did and i and i like i was talking about it with someone recently and it's like not only do i have to pay for all the basics like everyone else like food clothing shelter bills all Mm -hmm. that but i gotta pay for extra like transportation everywhere i go because i can't drive i also you know for example even if i want to order a piece of furniture offline i might have to pay extra because i might not be able to put it together myself because the instructions are not accessible right you got it. You got it. I mean, right down to prescriptions. You know, everybody mm-hmm. needs prescriptions, but our Not prescriptions. Just that, but... We don't get a Sorry, break out of prescriptions. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, you know, another thing that people don't realize is that my insurance doesn't cover my cane or my magnifying glass. And even if I can find an organization to cover it, it could be months down the line. It's like sometimes I need one ASAP. Right. Yeah, like for cane. example, my cane, my cane just broke the other day. I, and I saw had to, that video. I, I had cried. to message a family member, like, "Can you Amazon Prime me a new cane tip?" Right? And did you get one? Um, it'll be here on Saturday. So nice, yay! But you, so did I'll get have a... to use that. I'll have to use that messed up one for a couple more days. It's going to be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to be okay? Yeah, I'll be okay. I, I would have gotten a new one sooner, but I really, I, I didn't realize I don't really feel my cane tip on a daily basis. So interesting. Okay. I don't know much. I have my own cane, but it's mere, it's more to let people know to stay out of my way and that mm-hmm. I'm blind than it is like for, for use. I kind of hold it in front of me to make sure people see me. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah. I, I'm actually, I mean, I, my mind does get a lot of use. So like the actual, the actual material was completely worn away. Mm-hmm. I saw that. No, I saw that. Like, there was like nothing there. Hmm. Comedy, it's comedy and drama, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So here's a question that, I mean, honestly has just organically come up because sighted people don't seem to understand that we can still experience things like sunsets or food or nature the same at all because we don't experience it the same way they do and Mm -hmm. i think that we experience things in a more unique and special way because of that and so i wanted to ask you is there something that you can say that you experience better or in a more unique and in a more unique way I was thinking about that question. Um, 
And uh, so one of the things, you know, I live in Oregon, you know, so a sunny day here, that's like a novelty. Um, even in the summer, we don't always have sunny days. So, uh, you know, whenever it's a nice day, people are always like, isn't it a beautiful day? You know, like it's all the flowers and the sky is so blue and then all the clouds, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. But I can't see that. I can right. see the blue sky, but that's about it. Uh, right. But I experience it in a different way. One of my favorite things about summer and just a nice day in general is not only the different smells, like the smell of flowers and the smell of food in the atmosphere, but also like one of my favorite things, I actually made a Facebook post about this a long time ago. One of my oh. favorite sounds is when I'm walking down the street in the summer and somebody pulls up to a stoplight and they have their window down and they're blasting their music. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but it just like, it's a good vibe. Like I can tell like they're having a good time and I'm like, right. yeah, man, I get it. That is really great music. Yep. Yeah, just the sounds and it's just of like, outside. It's just, you know, the openness, you know, of the music flowing through the air, you know, because they got their windows down and it's, yeah. you know, the, there's a cool breeze and you can hear other people walking around and I just love it. You got me smiling. I'm just thinking to myself, I feel the same way and it may, might be more of a man thing. But when I hear a saw going in the neighborhood, I have to try and figure out what it is. Right. Is, that, is that a table saw? Is that a chainsaw? Is that a circular saw? What kind of saw <laughs> is that? I'm almost drawn to it. That's <laughs> funny. And part of it, I think, is because I wanted to be a woodworker and I lost my, at the height of my blindness, I wanted to be a woodworker and I was using all these saws and it scared everybody around me, but I knew what I was doing. Was <laughs> <laughs> so or how about this? Help me fight the pity party. Somebody right now is realizing they're losing their sight and they're going to give up. And maybe you can offer them a hope of optimism that maybe life isn't over for them. Yeah. So I'm kind of a hard ass and I do apologize in advance. Um, mm. So what I have to say that is life is what you make it. Um, the quality of life depends on your perception um, so like if you expect that you're going to have a low quality of life, so you probably will, but if you just know that your quality of life can still be good, but it's just going to be different, that's how it's going to be because that's how it is. You can still have a great quality of life when you're low vision or blind, but it's just going to be different. You're going to experience things differently. You're not going to experience things like everyone else. Things are definitely going to change. You're going to go through rough patches, but it doesn't have to be a, a, like a life ending situation. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. So what kind of, I now I know you just got a, something to tell you when a glass is filling up. So I'm excited about this one. What are some assistive tools that you've used that you know you could recommend to other people? Um, so the, the, uh, the, sorry, the liquid level detector is a good one. I like that. I've never had that before. It's going to be nice for when I have my sister over and I can pour her drinks and not you know, have to ask her for her for help or anything like that. So um, other than that, I, I do like the seeing AI app. I think that's awesome. Mm. Voiceover is awesome. I do love voiceover on, on all the Apple products. Um, other tools, other tools. We already talked about your cane. Yeah. Be My Eyes is a good tool. I don't personally okay. use it myself, but I know a lot of people that that enjoy Be My Eyes. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I I don't use a lot of I don't use a whole lot of exciting things. 
Um, I did receive a pocket money labeler in the mail. Uh, Somebody bought it off my gift. My I can't talk. Sorry. Somebody bought it off my gift list, wish list recently. And um, I haven't tried it yet because I was going to do a video and try it on camera for the first time, but I'm really excited. Wow. Because I can't. I can't really see my money. And I oftentimes when I'm out, I give people the wrong bills and they're like, Oh, you gave me too much or too little. And I drop money and I get really frustrated and I, yeah. it's stressful for me. And I get a lot okay. of cash tips at work. So it, I think it's important. Okay. What frustrates me is those machines. They're not, there's no standard for the credit card machine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So some of them are bigger. Some of them are smaller. Some of them are, yeah. the, why, why am I pushing the red button to go forward? That to me means right. cancel, you know? Right. <laughs> so. You know, I wish those things had braille because a lot of them have audio. You, they actually have an option to stick like a headphone jack in there. But like I use Bluetooth headphones. Like I don't carry around corded headphones, not yeah. just that. But all the iPhone headphones, they don't have a, they don't have the right port anymore. Right. Hmm. So it's frustrating that I have to buy a special set of headphones just for ATMs. I think that's kind of ridiculous. Me too. My favorite thing was when they put that little thing that you could bump your card against it and then pay. Because I didn't mm-hmm. have to do all the signing and putting my phone number right. in Walgreens and stuff. But they won't let me do it all the time. Sometimes it works. Yep. Sometimes it doesn't work. And it's the inconsistencies uh, yeah. that bug me as a blind person. Exactly. <laughs> right. You know, I like Apple Pay, but it doesn't, it, not everywhere accepts it. And I know, um, I think more places accept the Android version or whatever that's called. But I, hmm. I don't have Android. So that, don't, that doesn't help me. Yeah. I, most people, most um visually impaired people i know really love their mac products or their apple products. yes yes uh, i have um i have an iphone and an ipad and an apple watch but i have a my laptop is a pc so i'm kind of weird in that aspect okay you're the second person to say they they have the apple watch why is that um, I liked it because I could, uh, more easily like make phone calls, uh, even if I was away from my phone, um, oh. it tracked, I liked, I liked how it tracked my movement and my sleep and all that. Um, and also because it's also voiceover works on those too. So it's like the only watch I've ever been able to use. It's like fully accessible. Wow. Okay. Um, also, but I, unfortunately I can't use it too much because as a massage therapist, I'm always using my hands. So I'd probably have to get some kind of an ankle band or some other way to wear it, which I have to do anyways, because I actually had, um, I actually was having allergic reactions to the silicone band. So Hmm. I have to get a new band for that before I can continue using it. Okay. But you like the watch. That's interesting. I like that. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I'm so happy to hear about that stuff. I, what I love, I have Xfinity and I have the voice remote changed my life. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's things like that people take for granted that are just, they're just amazing to me, you know? So thank you, Xfinity. You know, I, I like to give credit where credit's yes. due. I don't actually watch TV anymore, but when I was watching TV and I had Xfinity, I loved, I loved it. You know, I could just say in the remote, whatever I wanted to watch or whatever channel and it would pull it up. And I could also go through the guide and it would read the guide out loud to me. Right. Like that's something that I've never been able to have access to. Yeah. No, that's pretty cool. I love that stuff. (laughs) Okay, let's move on to, we're going to, we covered a few of the next questions 
already. So I'm going to move on to a great one, my favorite one. So last week, I asked our guest to ask you a question. Uh (laughs) And she wanted to know, what do you, what do you like about your disability? Uh Uh-huh. What I like about it is that I can basically just be oblivious to all the bullshit around me. Honestly, I don't have to look at it. I can just kind of be in my own little world and focus on what's here now and what's relevant, which I think more people should do but it's hard to do when you can see, you know, like, you know, I don't know how, I don't really honestly know how far regular people can see, but when you can see like everything, it's hard to focus on here now and what's in front of you and what's relevant. I like that. I agree with that. Actually, it does give me a a sort of horse blinders. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) I just focus on what is there. So I like that. Mm -hmm. And it's not always a good thing, but I think in a lot of ways it is yeah i mean visual disabilities humble you just simply because you can't drive anymore and now you're (laughs) kind of at the whim of the winds you know is my friend going to come over today or in an hour or you know when is he coming (laughs) when will i know how will i know (laughs) right (laughs) so i like that and could you offer a question to our next guest um do you do you just mainly have guests of with disabilities or yeah we're gonna we're gonna do this this is our series inspirations beyond disability because you inspired me beyond your disability oh thanks uh for my next guest i guess i could say um i gotta ask what would you want your family to know that they might not already know or understand you know because people are always asking what would you want other people to know what would you want like the closest people to you to know Cause I know like I have people close to me that don't understand things still. Right. I'm just learning that myself and through these shows, people are learning about my disability and it's kind yeah. of amazing. The, the friends that are saying, I didn't know that, or even worse, is that story me? <laughs> right. You're right. I, so. you know, I've had a lot of people not realize how bad it is because I rely on my other senses so much. And since I've been this way my whole life, I have it down to a T. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of times when a coworker comes in, I don't know who they are until they start talking. So they're like, why are you staring at me? <laughs> I'm oh like, I gosh. just didn't know who you were. I was waiting for you to speak. <laughs> yes, I see people by their voice, which is really amazing because I don't see nationality as much. Because mm-hmm. if you if you have a normal voice with no accent I just see you as just some white person and it doesn't right. matter what color you are <laughs> right it's so weird I was watching a movie and I don't know what they said they said something and I had to look at my girlfriend and say wait he's black <laughs> she was like yeah and I was like well that totally changes the story for me <laughs> no, you know it's funny so it's funny that you say that because I don't know you know what is his name Darius Rucker you know who Darius Rucker is yes he's a black country singer yeah Yeah, but now he's a black country singer well i mean he's always been black but you know what i mean (laughs) so so the first time i i mean when i was younger i'd always hear his music but i never knew who he was or that he was black until i was on the i was like watching the country music awards or something and they said Mm. something about him being black when he was performing and i you know got my accessibility stuff out and like zoomed in on him and i was like oh my god i had no idea it doesn't matter (laughs) but like i had no idea right like wow 
That is so cool. I mean, it is cool, you know, because I mean, there's not there's not a lot of African American people in that in that um, in that genre. So right, more power yeah. to them. <laughs> I love that. It's those little things. See, it's the in between of the questions that I really love finding that connection that way. You know. And yeah, I never should... knew. I mean, I list, I loved his music, but I never knew. I wonder what other stuff we just don't know about because it's just outside of our realm of <laughs> right. knowledge. I don't care enough to ask, but what, you know, <laughs> all the time I'm finding this stuff out. Like, oh, your dog is actually brown. <laughs> right, like, right. Not black. <laughs> right, exactly. I like that. Is there, and then we'll wrap up and say our goodbyes. I want to say thank you for being here, by the way, Sadie. Thank it's you amazing. for having me. It's been no great problem. talking with you. And go ahead and check out uh, Sadie on TikTok. Of course, it's Sadie.TheBlindLady. Is there anything you wanted to cover before we go, though? You know, anything that we missed? Um, You know, the only thing uh, I want to add maybe to close off with is just that, um, you know, people just be aware that if you see a blind person or, or someone struggling with a visual impairment, you know, we're not scary. We're not going to bite you. It's okay to come up and talk to us. It's okay to treat us like a normal person, have a conversation with us, ask us if we need assistance. Um, you know, like don't avoid us because ultimately that makes us feel worse. It makes everybody feel worse. You know, it, it's hard. It's hard. Not only is it hard to be blind and vision impaired because you're already isolated enough but the fact that people literally avoid talking to you even if you talk directly to them sometimes they walk away i've literally had people walk away from me in public when i've talked to them um so um you know that's really hurtful you know i'm not asking anybody for anything special i just want to be treated like an equal human being so that, that's all so with that being said be kind to the blind be kind to the blind. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get a hashtag started. Be, um, being blind 2020. You know what I mean? Because I uh -huh. think it's a new, it's a new year. It's a new yeah. year for blind people. We're taking over, and we're gonna have our yeah. say. And and yeah. you're part of that. And I want you to know, anytime you have a topic you want to discuss and you want to devote a whole hour to it, we are here for you. Thank you. And you know, it's funny that you mentioned the 2020 thing because I remember last year in 2019. In all the blind support groups I'm in, everybody was joking about, hey, anybody else excited to see 2020 next year? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that was the joke so of the year in the blind community, so I swear. Right? Blind, being blind 2020, that is such an oxymoron. Thank you, Sadie. See how yeah. you just, you just make me smarter just by being around. <laughs> Freaking incredible. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Sadie. No problem. Thanks for having me. No problem. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring Place. And I don't care how tough you are, they will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. Ask not. Yes, we can. Like your country.
tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome to Public Access America. Yes, we can. Now on Instagram and SoundCloud. You wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. Podcast for Stitcher Smart Radio app, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.